This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sports Card Nation, the hobby is the people, weekly news and interviews, it's your number one source, Sports Card Nation, the hobby is the people, Sports Card Nation. Welcome to another stocked and loaded episode of the Sports Card Nation podcast. The show that brings you all the important hobby news, discussions, debates, opinions, info, and interviews with key hobby and sports dignitaries. Also, if you're good, you know we are going to give away something. Now, here's the guy that wanted the cards more than the gum. John Newman. Welcome to episode 73 of the Sports Card Nation podcast. Glad to have you back. I hope you all are doing well during these difficult times. But uh, recent, some good news with some states uh, trying to reopen for business. So hopefully we're moving in the right direction. Uh, Got a great show for you today. Let me apologize in advance. I have a a broken microphone, so I'm, I'm doing this the alternative way while I well wait for two mics I ordered to to come in and this time I I ordered two mics I figured if one goes down uh, I'll have another one so we won't have to do it this way again I'll try to clean this up so hopefully when you're hearing this it won't it'll sound a lot better than I think it it, it does uh, but that being said we got a great show for you uh, great guest today Randy Lurch former 11 year major league pitcher with the Phillies, Brewers, Expos, and Giants. Uh, he wrote a book called God in the Bullpen, and he, he really put himself out there in this book. We're going to talk about it. He uh, is a, a recovering addict, but uh, drug and alcohol, but he's he's been clean and sober now for a few years, and he attributes it to his faith in God that uh, he's still here. He, he 
he almost was, died numerous times. We're not gonna we're gonna talk about that, but we're gonna talk about his baseball career and some funny stories. We're gonna talk about uh, Tug McGraw and Pete Rose, and believe me, it's a, a great interview. Uh, definitely stick around for that. One of my all-time favorites, and uh, Randy's a great guy, and he's helping other people now that are in uh, tough situations. He's he's paying it forward, as they say, and gotten to know him uh, even since. Uh, the interview and, and talk to him off the air quite a bit. We've become actually uh, pretty good friends. So uh, uh, really excited uh, for this episode. Uh, also, I got to welcome a couple new sponsors to the show. And, and this week, a uh, busy week, uh, SGC Grading. I uh, think they don't need any introduction. Happy to have them aboard. I'm sure we'll be doing some giveaways with SGC, maybe some promotions, some discount codes. Uh, but happy to have them uh, aboard. Uh, I, I submit to SGC. So again, this is another sponsor that not only uh, do I like them, I use them and I can I can attest to the product. And, uh, you know, no shilling here. So uh, glad to have SGC aboard. We'll be hearing uh, from them throughout uh, the year uh, as we go along. And so uh, real excited for that. Also, another sponsor I want to welcome to the show into the, the Sports Car Nation family, Pastime Marketplace. They do graded, speaking of graded cards, they do graded card cases, carrying cases. And I tell you what, I checked out their line. They're impressive. They're waterproof, dustproof, secure. These things are, are great to protect your, your greatest cards. I mean, if, you, if you're going to put your best cards in something, you might as well put it in the best cases. And uh, they're right there. And glad to have them on the show, part of the show. And uh, I've said this uh, numerous times. I'll say it again. Pardon me for, for doing it again. But, you know, uh, this show is not possible without a lot of people, quite frankly. From from you listening, uh, starts right there. Uh, you guys are right on the front lines uh, that allow me to do this show. But the sponsors uh, allow me to do the show as well. But giveaways, costs. You know, make they make it happen too, and so happy to have SGC and Pastime Marketplace part of the family. Uh, welcome, uh, glad to have you. And the little birdie told me that there'll probably be a giveaway or two from Pastime as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. We we love the giveaway stuff on the show from from the sponsors to myself. We even cash sometimes. So you know, always stay tuned. You never know who's gonna win and what. Matter of fact, this past week we uh, just gave away uh, five free PSA submissions, uh, courtesy of Iron Sports, another great sponsor uh, of the show. So uh, happy to have all my sponsors; uh, they make this possible for you as well. Speaking of the show, our two segments that we try to do every week are back this week. They are Rookie Roller Coaster, where we look at two rookie cards. This week's two cards we're going to look at is the John Morant Prism rookie and the Connor McDavid Young Guns rookie. So we'll we'll look at uh, what those two cards have been doing uh, in the last four to six months and see what kind of trends. Again, it was a segment we I set up uh, before the, the sports stoppage, uh, but we're making the best of it uh, with the segment. It'll be a whole lot more fun once we get sports again, but we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And the other brand new segment, what does the Newman say? And that's where I take a question that someone asked me uh, off the air, whether it be private message, email, or direct message. 
Uh, I try to pick a, a good one each week and literally answer it on the show for everyone to hear. So, you know, pretty cool f- segment. At least I have a little fun with it. So hopefully you enjoy it as well. So more order of business uh, that I want to mention. If you follow us on social media, you probably already saw this. But, you know, we, we changed our show art on episode 72. And now whoever the guest is each week uh, appears on the cover art in the form of a baseball card, a, a custom-made baseball card. And I showed the, the art uh, to my son. I said, what do you think of the new, you know, cover art for the podcast? 20. And uh, he says, oh, it's cool. I like it. Why don't you make the cards, like, each week? You know, get some card stock, print them out, exact size. And I thought about it. I said, man, that's kind of cool. You know, uh, kind of a, a set in the set. So uh, our first guest was Blake Jameson, the Tops 2020 project uh, artist, one of the 20. Uh, so he was the first subject, if you will. And so I print. I got card stock and I printed some of these cards out. Uh, I sent Blake some. I, I included a... Uh, self-addressed stamped envelope. I'm going to ask each guest, whoever, you know, and future guests as well. Uh, I'll send you your cards uh, that we produce for the show and just uh, send one back. Sign it for me. I'm going to, I'm going to keep one, you know, signed card of everyone uh, that's on the show. And it's kind of a neat, uh, a great idea that my son came up with. And I kind of expanded it from there with the getting everyone to sign a card. So uh, each week I'll kind of be posting the the uncut sheet and then the, the cut cards just to, just to highlight the guests and say thank you uh, for them for giving their time. And uh, uh, thanks to my son Jordan who uh, came up with a pretty good idea. So thanks, Jordan. Uh, so without any further ado, uh, let's get this show started. Time for this week's product releases. So, again, I got to preemptively say we all know that there's some shipping delays or lack of production due to what's going on with uh, the pandemic. Uh, So this schedule is is tentative. Uh, In some cases, not all. So I'm going to mention uh, how it's listed and, and leave it at that. On the 24th, 2020, Sage hit premiere draft high series football, uh, which I believe will be unaffected by this, so look for that product on uh, on the market. On the 29th, uh, we have three products. Two, I think, will not make it to the shelves, and one will, and that, that is 2020 Panini Diamond Kings Baseball. Probably not. 2019-20 Panini Court Kings Basketball. Probably not. And the next one is a go. 2019-20 Upper Deck Ingrained Hockey. And Upper Deck uh, does not use the same uh, facilities uh, that Tops and Panini does. And so uh, they look to be unaffected by any kind of product or shipping delays. Sports Card Nation podcast is your weekly hobby and sports podcast. 
Now on tons of platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. Listen to in 44 different countries globally, Sports Card Nation is one of the most interactive podcasts around, providing great content, giveaways, and some of the hobby's best interview guests without time constraints. Thousands can't be wrong. We want to thank all the wonderful listeners around the world, our awesome guests on the show, and our tremendous sponsors making us what we are today. Remember, without you, there's no us. It's time for What's Cracking. Alright, quite a bit of hobby news, even though we have no sports and production delays as far as products go. Uh, let's start out with uh, a not great story. Bowman, first edition, so went on sale between the 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time slot on Wednesday. Uh, good job by you if you got any. Uh, most people complaining of site issues, server issues, crashes, uh, many others said they had the product in their cart but were unable uh, to check out. Uh, sounds familiar in the world of online exclusive or window sales, uh, but uh, uh, some people got it. If you check eBay, there are packs for sale for about $40 they're going for. Uh, the the price from Tops was $14.99. If you were fortunate to get them, I think it's going to be one of those products that you're probably going to have to get on the secondary market. Tops was supposed to be selling them uh, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th uh, here. Uh, but uh, I went on today, uh, Thursday, and did not see. Uh, there was a server error when I clicked on the link to Bowman First Edition. So uh, not good there. Uh, looks like you're going to have to, if you want some, you're going to have to uh, get out that wallet and pay a little bit more then that $14.99 through tops. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be a hot pro- product, let's be honest. The demand is, is overwhelming, at least to, to tops' servers. And uh, I think, you know, the big the big gun in this, I think what most of us know, is Jason Dominguez, the, the prospect uh, in the Yankee system. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'll have to check what, the, what those cards are bringing uh, well, I mean, if anyone, I don't think any product's been open, so uh, maybe someone's put it on eBay with assuming they're going to have one. So uh, Mosaic Basketball uh, did get released, did make it out. Uh, I like it. Uh, it I looks really nice. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. Uh, you got your parallels, your gold, black, and, and white. Uh, I like the name and, and tails. Mosaic, it's got sort of a... It's hard to describe, almost like a, a kaleidoscope feel to them, but uh, done in a in a tasteful way. Uh, I'm going to probably be trying to acquire uh, some more and some key singles from that product. I think it's going to be one of those products that uh, kind of sneaks up uh, on people and, and, and may catch a few people by surprise. So a uh, thumbs up on the Mosaic. Uh, it's NFL. You know, we're, we're all hankering for some sort of sports. Well, it's my, one of my favorite days of the year. It's probably already, it might be in the second round by the time you hear this, or even over 
uh, by the time you hear this, but the NFL draft uh, is is going to be starting Thursday night. And I'm a huge football guy, as many of you know, and love the draft. The draft is like a holiday to me and my son. We both get into it. We're both huge football guys. We order some pizza, some wings, watch the draft, talk about it, have a good time. It's a it's an event here at the Newman household. And so uh, I'm excited, uh, probably even more so without uh, the, there being sports. We, we're, we're missing something. You know, we had the Jordan uh, last dance, but uh, to me, being a, a huge football guy, uh, this is this is a big party for me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it without being able to to do it in, in crowds and and how that plays out uh, with remotes and Zoom and who else knows. I know uh, Roger Goodell is going to be in his basement. Or I'm I'm hoping, uh, you know. Uh, while he's filming and, and maybe doing conducting the draft, I'm hoping maybe his wife opens the door from upstairs and says, Dinner's ready, Roger! That would be great TV. Uh, I'm hoping that happens. I got a feeling it won't. But uh, that being said, uh, Panini is doing their instant draft rookies uh, online uh, instant cards and uh, $9.99 a piece. Uh, it can get as low as four ninety nine or four dollars if you buy enough quantities. These will have no production delays. Their their instant products are not produced at Carter Monday, so this should not be affected uh, by the the work stoppage at Carter Monday. So uh, NFL draft instant draft Panini uh, will be uh, produced uh, once we see where these guys wind up. Uh, after the draft is, is over. So uh, there's going to be also random, uh, well, they're not going to be random, but greens to five that you can purchase and black one of ones. And I mentioned Michael Jordan's last dance. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, huge ratings, huge hit. Uh, I, I know very few people who didn't watch it. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, Obviously, very popular. I think what's it would have been popular no matter what, but with the the lack of active sports, it, even more so. And obviously, Michael Jordan cards are just crashing through the the, the ceiling and, and selling for outrageous amounts of money. I don't have much left myself because of it. Uh, by the way, a little shameless plug: I'm going to do a Michael Jordan podcast segment. On our little brother podcast, Hobby Quick Hits. Hobby Quick Hits can be found anywhere, any other podcast, all the major platforms. And episode 10 of Hobby Quick Hits, hits will be uh, pertaining to the, the MJ phenomenon going on. And I'm going to talk more about uh, specifics and when to sell and different things like that. So look for that uh, probably early next week, uh, you know, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, the 25th, 26th, 27th, whatever it is, uh, last week of April, probably Monday or Tuesday. So we're going to just talk about the whole effect uh, that the show is having uh, on the Michael Jordan card market. So uh, I mentioned Panini earlier. Uh, Panini good news with the, the NFL Instant being able to come out on time. There's some Panini bad news, uh, unfortunately, uh, as well. And that's uh, Panini announced that they uh, quietly announced Truthfully, they didn't really announce. Just kind of came out from a user who tried to 
redeem an expired redemption. And in the past, uh, Panini has worked uh, things out for those, even though they're expired, either with that card or maybe a replacement. And a uh, gentleman uh, tried to redeem a expired uh, redemption card, and he was informed that the new policy that Panini has enforced is that they will not redeem any uh, expired redemption. So sad to hear that. Not really great PR or customer service, but not the first time that and Panini can be used in the same sentence. I thought, you know, I think the timing of it, I, I, I get it. I, I know maybe their stock is depleted. I'll, I'll stick up for them in that regard. Maybe they, they don't have a lot on reserve, although uh, I find that hard to believe. But again, I'm not behind those closed doors. But it can be something can be done. Why not? You can't give someone a card for their expired redemption. Give them 150, 250 panini points you know it's something these are your consumers these are your future buyers and again folks this goes back to what i've said from from day one with with us just consuming these products and and selling them out and buying them up before they even hit the shelves and breaking servers and crashing systems uh they're making money hand over fist and they don't, I don't want to say they don't care. I think they care, but they don't, it, you know, they know they're going to, you know, that person's probably going to be the first one in line to buy Panini products. So, again, uh, you know, mass consumption of this has, has caused these sort of attitudes or, you know, whatever, we're not doing this uh, for you type of responses and uh i think it's you know par for the course in this case and uh you know to to panini tops you know i I, i'll I'll put you on blast take take a look at how upper deck uh conducts their business and their online presence i mean they have accounts that are just for customer service that like people's posts retweet uh promote the product help people out answer questions uh, you know, uh, take a page and, you know, uh, with people working from home, uh, you can have people working from home uh, fit in that role. So uh, no excuses, uh, not good by Panini, uh, bad job by you. But, uh, you know, hey, that's that's par for the course in, in, in the hobby where everything just gets consumed. So let's talk about, you know, while I'm on a roll, let's let's talk about Atlantic City. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'm wrong, uh, but uh, not looking good for the convention right now. The convention center itself is a FEMA field hospital and tri- triage center. So they're they're uh, uh, caring and tending to COVID-19 uh, patients and, and personnel, um, you know, but a lot, you know, we still got a few months, but, you know, we are slowly uh, running out of time unfortunately so i don't know uh if we're going to get a national if they're going to try to push it back that may be difficult uh as well uh with scheduling issues and the like and um you know hopefully we 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 get some good news but uh you know if we were putting odds on it if we were in the betting sort of game uh not looking uh very likely but again uh time uh time will play that out uh, so let's let's finish on, on on a on a better a couple better notes. Uh, 
TOPS 2020 project uh, doing very well on the secondary market. Uh, many cards are, are uh, appreciating in over uh, initial price, uh, you know, and as, so for as many people kind of criticizing the cards, myself included, I, I criticize a few of the artists. There's, I won't, you know, I actually don't know who it is, but there's one artist that's just basically darkening the outlines and submitting. That's the art. Again, art is beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and and probably better than anything I could do. Uh, truth be told, I, I I understand it, but some of these artists are really uh, putting in the work and effort, and others look like it's done rather quickly and haphazardly. But again, uh, to each their own. I hope you got to ca uh, catch uh, Blake Jameson on episode seventy-two last week. He's one of the commissioned artists and. Uh, doing a great job. I bought my first, uh, today, matter of fact, I bought my first 2020 project card, and that card was his version of Jackie Robinson, if you... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Heard this show or know me a little bit, you know, I'm a huge Jackie Robinson guy being from Brooklyn. Uh, when I was a kid, every book report or essay I did was on Jackie, and uh, I've gotten to know Blake a little bit, good guy, and definitely had to pick up his Jackie Robinson version. Uh, gonna, I got a place on my desk right here uh, for when it arrives, all set. Uh, thank you, Blake, for, for the great work, and thanks for coming on uh, last week. And I get emails, you know, almost every day or, or you know, every other day that uh, are, are, you know, compliments toward the show. Hey, I listen to the show. And, and, and what I want to start doing is, is acknowledging some of those people who took the time to get to a computer or their phone, open up uh, an email pla uh, platform and, and send me a note like that. And I don't want the whole show to be like that. I'm not going to read... Uh, everyone, but I got one the other day that really uh, kind of hit me in the feels, as young kids say. And uh, I don't know, maybe it was uh, it was a moment I I wasn't in a great mood. Something might have happened at work. I can't remember all the details. I was kind of feeling a little bit down, and I got this email, and it really 
kind of made my day. And so uh, Mike wrote this uh, email. says, Hi, John. I just wanted to tell you I really enjoy your podcast and look forward to them every week. You're very, very knowledgeable in the hobby and always have interesting topics that you discuss. Keep up the good work and stay safe. Thanks, Mike. And so, Mike, thank you. And I want, you know, I want to take this opportunity, segue uh, off of that email and just say, you know, a lot of work goes into this podcast, and again, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. And there, you know, uh, it's doing doing very well. Uh, and but I do it. You know, what drives me is stuff like that: the feedback, the positive reviews, knowing uh, what I'm doing uh, is fruitful. Uh, people enjoy it, and maybe someone else is not having a great day, and the podcast maybe uh, cheers them up a little bit, or you know, enhances their day in some form or fashion. And and when I got that email, uh, I was a little bit down. I, I don't even remember the specifics. And that's the stuff that really, when I'm editing and putting this show together and splicing this and putting that and adding this and, and doing the interviews and, and coordinating all that, I, I think, you know, it sounds cheesy, but, hey, there's someone expecting uh, this show uh, on Friday. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to get it out to you. And uh, you guys drive me, and I, I want to say a, a sincere uh, thank you. And I'm not going to drone on, but, you know, I love that feedback. Uh, whether it's an email form or text message or, or direct message, uh, let me know what you think, good or bad. You know, that was a, a good email, which is what I usually get. And But, uh, hey, you didn't like something, you didn't agree with something, uh, let me know that too. It's important. Uh, this is your show. This is for the people. Uh, like the tagline says, the hobby is the people. When I came up with that tagline, uh, that wasn't a, a, a gimmick. That was our tagline from episode one. And, and it's something I've always felt uh, being in the hobby almost 40 years now on various uh, sides of the aisle as a collector, as a dealer, as a grader, as a shop owner, as an online seller. I mean, I've wore a lot of hats and the, and everyone all the hats that we all wear we are the hobby the hobby is the people so thank you from the bottom of my heart little little uh, mushy moment here to close out uh, what's cracking but it's uh, genuine and it's how I really feel and if you're listening uh, whether it's this episode for the first time or all 70 something it's those listens and those listeners you that allow me to do the show and uh, for that, I'm very appreciative. So I wanted to talk about a new marketplace that is about to hit the sports card scene, and it's called Starstock. Starstock is building a sports card marketplace aimed to be faster and cheaper for flipping sports cards than any other platform. This is a ground-level moment in the hobby, and Starstock is currently looking for people who want to be the first to sell their cards at launch of this new platform. It's due to launch in April this year, and here's what Starstock is offering you. 5% commission, no ingestion fees, you send in your cards, they do all the work and post them up for you. Cards are guaranteed and secured in their vault. Cards need to remain in the vault for trading. You can choose to ship your cards back at any time you'd like. Starstock will be a flipper's paradise. You can buy, flip, store, or ship cards with the click of a button. Starstock is only looking for sellers with rookie cards and or prospect cards 
of current players. For more details, that email again is mike at starstock.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram at starstockmarket, all one word. That's at starstockmarket. Real happy to have my next guest join me on the one of one card shop guest line. He is a veteran of 11 Major League Baseball seasons with the Phillies, Brewers, Expos, Giants, where he amassed 60 wins, over 500 Ks, and a 966 fielding percentage. Also quite a great hitter, an author of a book called God in the Bullpen, where he talks about his trials and tribulations and addiction with drugs and alcohol that nearly cost him his life. And so I'm happy he's here. Randy Lurch, welcome. It's a great honor to, to be on your show, and, and uh, especially a, a, a card or a card show where, where there's a lot of uh, uh, you know baseball sports card collectors out there. Uh, there's still the collectors are still the they have the passion for the game, so it's an honor, buddy. First off, congrats on sobriety. I, I want to start off with there. How long? How long are, has it been now? It's uh, it's three and a half years. God bless three you. And a half Yeah. Thank you for asking. Well, congratulations, congratulations, and and that's why I want you know the book is, is tremendous. I know we talked a little bit before we actually uh, started recording. You 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 know I I read it a couple days. It was that good. I just couldn't put it down. And you really you you, you didn't leave anything to chance. You you put your you know I commend you for for putting yourself out there. I I, I look at this book as someone who may be a little bit down on their luck or, or feeling like the, maybe they, they don't have an answer or there's no hope. I think you, this is the kind of book someone can look at, read, pinpoint, and, and use as an, an inspiration. I mean, it's it just, um, again, I was enthralled by being a baseball fan, just look, seeing some of the, the, in terms of the baseball world stuff, a little bit behind the, the curtain, if you will. But the, the, the main crux is, 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 where you are today in, in relativity to where you were at certain points uh, during your career, baseball and then after baseball, just tremendous inspiration. The, the one thing, you know, you, you mentioned in the book, you, you, you have great parents, a great upbringing. You know, what was the biggest factor, do you think, to, to maybe getting off track with that being said? I, as I look back on it, John, I think that probably I... I was a goody two-shoes in high school, and I had never been out. When, when I was, uh, when I made it to the major leagues, I was just 20 years old. Yeah. And, and our team, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, was all a team of, of veteran players and players that uh, were pretty much bigger than life. And uh, and we had uh, you know, players that I looked up to, and, and so... As I put in the book, I started taking amphetamines after one of my teammates said that, you know, it's a long schedule, uh, 162 games a year, and you seem to get tired, uh, you will get tired uh, over this uh, year's time, and, and you're never going to make it unless you take these greenies, these amphetamines, and yeah. I thought, well, if, if this player who had a lot of success said to do that, then I'm going to do it. But, of course, I didn't think about the uh, side effects or repercussions of it that you 
you take amphetamines and then it hypes you up. You're not under you're not uh, under the control. The discipline you have on the mat, along with after the game, uh, you can't sleep. And I found that the only way I could sleep after the game was drink uh, a lot of alcohol. Yeah, and it just snowballed from there and and uh, got out of control and, and almost killed me. Yeah, well, thank, thankfully it didn't, and and so we can talk about it now. Yeah, you, you know, if anyone that reads the book, you, you know, you had some moments where you really hit rock bottom. You 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 yourself said you you didn't you didn't think you were going to make it. You didn't think you were going to survive. But I know God uh, is a big uh, force in your life. Uh, obviously, that was a big factor into to how you survived and got through it. At, what else? What else? It can't, you know. I'm sure it, was, it can't be just that. I mean, it could, but I'm sure there was other things that that got you through those moments as well. Well, I'd like to say it, it was pretty much it, it was God. When I, after I was diagnosed with cirrhosis, and I I pretty much had a death sentence when I uh, when I got to the liver specialist uh, after my career was over. Uh, actually, it was about four years ago. Where. Uh, I pretty much had been given a death sentence. The doctor told me that, uh, you know, I could go into liver failure at any time. And as I look back on, on the things that I went through, a lot of times people can say, well, that was by chance or you were lucky. And you can only attribute luck to so many things. But then, you know, when as, as people read the book and, and you, you see... Uh, time after time after time, how I was able to come out of these things, and I, I actually, people say, well, what would you, what would you, the best way you describe your book, and and I would say it's, as you and I were talking about earlier, John, is a book of hope. And yeah, it, it's a it, it could give uh, people hope through uh, through God's love and grace, and I, uh, this hope uh, could be described or could be. Uh, uh, you know, given or, or gotten, someone can achieve this and use it through any, a lot of different things, trials yeah. and tribulations you go through in your life, including what we're going as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply through right now, but I'll tell you, when I look back on everything and, and the, you know, the near-fatal car accident, almost being, uh, yep. you know, killed by a, a great Pyrenees dog along with everything else, uh, you know, it was pretty much, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was my, you know, my perseverance, but I, I want to give, uh, give God all the credit that I think it's it's you know that's a partnership. You gotta you know like the old adage goes, you gotta be willing to accept 
the guidance and help, and, and you obviously were enough to, to pull through. I got to ask you, you know, here you are, a pretty successful a major league player. Then the music kind of stopped. You had to kind of get a nine-to-five job in the construction field. You had a couple decent contracts, and then you had to, you know, work uh, uh, in in a sense a, a a normal job, if you will, at a, at a at a wage that you maybe weren't uh, used to. How how talk about the transition from you know major league baseball player to you know, everyday worker and, you know, with the construction, how, how difficult, I mean, you, you worked your way right up through that field, but to, to start there at the bottom, you know, what, uh, being from, uh, you know, a professional athlete, how difficult was that? It was tremendously difficult, especially in those days, the, the scouts and the, the major league teams wanted uh, players to come out of high school. They believed that, they, if, if you came out of college, the, the, they felt like the, the college uh, way kind of ruined the players. So they wanted to get the players before they, in their mind, uh, was tainted in any way. So uh, I didn't have a college education yep. when my career ended. All that I knew was from the time I was, uh, you know, in high school and then the minor leagues and the major leagues was baseball. So when that all ended, it was uh, it was me out in the real world and. In those days, you know, people think that Major League Baseball players uh, made a ton of money and, and uh, you know, were, were really rich because now the players have been, made, been uh, making millions and millions of dollars uh, yeah. for a lot of years. But in those days, I mean, uh, just the minor leagues, which they don't make a lot of money now in the minor leagues, but a lot more. And, and, but in the major leagues, I mean, the signing uh, my first contract was nineteen thousand five hundred dollars a year. Yeah. And so I didn't when when my career ended, I had to go to work. And I didn't know what I was gonna do. Again, I had no college education and I had tried a lot of different things, uh, before I finally uh, stepped into the construction industry. I mean, I had installed uh, auto glass windshields. Uh, I had tried to be a, uh, you know, I, I worked as, as a, uh, in the restaurant business, I, yeah. you know, as far as, uh, you know, uh, bartenders and just stuff like that. And, and uh, it took a long time for, the, for it to click in the construction industry, but it, it was a lot, a lot of uh, heartache in between. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the other thing. Even, you know, you, you, you kind of, with your baseball career in the construction, I saw sort of a, in reading the book, I saw sort of a, a parallel there, you know. Not not super highly touted, uh, but you, you, built, you, you built your career up, became highly sought, and made yourself a Major League Baseball player, and a, a pretty good one, by the way. And in, same thing with the construction uh, industry, you know, your your job there, you kind of started from the bottom, and then be basically became a, a, an executive, a supervisor. And I saw I don't know about you, but in reading the book, I saw saw a parallel there as someone who does persevere. Sure, there's some low move, moments, but you fought through them, you got through them, and still managed to 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 move you know up uh, where you needed to 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 get to. And you know, I I. I Anyone that reads that or, or knows about that can can use that as sort of point to that as, as maybe inspiration to to you know keep going, keep at it, and uh, you, you know eventually hopefully 
you'll, you'll get there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. One thing I wanted to point out, John, was that when, when, I, was, when I was in high school, I was a high school All-America yep. baseball player. I was one of the best baseball players in the country. And then in the minor leagues, I, I, every stop I hit, I, I even was uh, minor league pitcher of the year. But yep. I led the minor leagues in, in uh, pretty much every category every year. I made it to the major leagues at 20 years old. Yeah. And uh, I was at the top of my game, and, and uh, I had won the first five uh, out of seven games that I started in the major leagues before I had started taking the amphetamines. And one thing I want to point out, and, and I think the book points out crystal clear, you know, just how bad drugs and alcohol are for, uh, for people. Uh, and I wanted to, like you know, I talked about, uh, before we came on the air was that, you know, it's because the book will be good for young young people that are, you know, maybe, uh, you know, just getting ready to graduate high school or into the college. Uh, yeah. You know, the downfall and what drugs and alcohol can do for you because I was one, I, I had a talent as a left-hander. I threw the ball 95, 97 miles an hour and, and uh, was on my way to a great career and then I, made uh, the worst choice that I'd ever made in my life and, and uh, uh, it's hard to tell what I could have done if, if I if, if I didn't uh, if I if I didn't uh, stoop and take those those darn drugs and alcohol I mean, you know it's hard like again it's, it's hard to tell what I could have done but uh, it sure did take from me a lot of my well I think you know even with the book Randy you you you're still contributing you, you you know if you you know like the old adage goes if you help one person or save one person that that you know that's going to be bigger than any home run you could hit or win you can get uh, on the mound and I think your book can have that kind of in, impact the, the the impact has been amazing we I I didn't know how I was going to promote it I I had been uh approached by uh, some smaller, uh, not big-time publishers, but publishers, but they wanted to, to change uh, the writings in the book and, and, and things that I had, you know, when I put uh, personal stuff in the book uh, to the way they wanted it to come out. And uh, I, I didn't, I actually didn't spend one day writing, which the book took me a year to write, along with Harold Lurch, yeah. uh, the author, who is no... Uh, uh, we're not related. It's amazing, but uh, that's God the divinity right there. <laughs> but uh, you know, I uh, you know when I wrote the book, uh, I I just wanted to make sure that uh, uh, I got out there and and you know I I wanted to make sure that nothing was changed in the book and that, that what I had put in there was was uh, was God's God's work talking. Yeah. God's word talking. And accurate, and you know, one of the things I read, and I I remember, even though I was a young a young boy at the time, I remember bits and pieces of it. You know, in, in 1981, uh, you and I'm going to say you courageously, you know, testified against the the Phillies team doctor at the time. You know, talk about how difficult of a decision that was to do when many other players. Uh, chose either not to or not to to do anything and and or maybe it wasn't a, you know a difficult being a, a man of faith maybe he just knew it was the right thing to to do talk a little bit uh, about that pr- uh, process sure no problem uh what happened was uh uh 
in those days, uh, taking the amphetamines was real prevalent uh, yeah. uh, to some of the players uh, throughout the league, and it kind of like steroids got uh, in in the steroid era, and it, it turned out that uh, it got out that, that uh, you know there was a doctor writing prescriptions. At, uh, by the, the players asking for the prescriptions, and he was doing it as a favor, and uh, it got out that he was doing it, and the, and the federal government got a hold of it and decided that he was probably just writing these prescriptions as a profit, and when in fact it was he was doing it as a favor, and, and they took it to court, and my teammates got up there and didn't tell the truth and said they had never met the doctor before, and. And it was going to take him, maybe put him in, uh, you know, in, in jail, and, and uh, of course destroy his, uh, you know, his medical practice and career. And yep. after it was done, done, and when, when I, it was my turn to testify, I I threw it all on the line, and I I told the truth. I told him that, that I had gotten a prescription from him, and that you know basically had asked for it, and they threw the court uh, the uh, the case out, but. It pretty much destroyed my uh, my career yeah. in a lot of ways because uh, every time I would have a bad game, they, they they thought, well, he must be taking those drugs again yeah. when it wasn't true. So, uh, but that that goes, uh, uh, John. That goes to my upbringing. My mom and my dad uh, yeah. always taught me to tell the truth, and and I just believe if if, if how how can I look this man, this doctor, in the eye and and, and you know, and lie and put him, uh, you know, his practice and everything, uh, you know, destroy all of that. Uh, and how could I live with myself? So I told the truth and paid for it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I as someone who, who tells the truth as well, I, you know, in, in reading that, you know, again, as I, I was nine at the time, so I remember it. Uh, as a as a young kid, which you know is, is a lot different than as a as an adult, and and then reading it, you know the thing I took is here's here's a man that's going to get on this, you know, like you just said, a man, uh, you know, that's going to tell the truth. You were raised to to be honest, to tell that truth, even knowing that it may affect you negatively. You still did the right thing, as they say, and that says a lot about the person, even without even with some of the other warts. That tells you a lot about that individual that you you know you're willing to to risk your own personal accolades potentially by doing the right thing, and so that that's a testament to to Randy Lert. I, I want to add, uh, John, that I, I held that secret for 40 years. I never never even told what what, that's what people are going to read in the book is what happened, and yeah. that's that's the time that story was told uh, in 40 years. I. To this day, I haven't mentioned any names and will not do that. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The book is a book of help to help uh, others to not go through what I went through, whether it's alcohol, drug and alcohol or what is it, you know, what everyone's gone through right now in this horrible pandemic times that, you know, God's grace is, is uh, will, God will always be there for you. We're going to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, more with Major Leaguer Randy Lurch. Pastime Marketplace offers a line of durable graded card cases made for collectors who want high-quality graded card storage that is virtually indestructible. Their cases are waterproof, dustproof, airtight, and designed to protect your valuable collection. Check them all out at www.pastimemarketplace.com. Protect your best with the best. The interview with Randy Lurch continues. This book, you know, whether it, it doesn't have to be necessary drugs or alcohol, whatever adversity you might be dealing with, you can still look, you know, to, to how you overcome it as inspiration. Uh, a, a player in person that came up quite a bit uh, in your book, and I know we met a lot to you personally and baseball career-wise. I wanted to, to touch on, on him. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him, especially being a Mets guy too. Uh, Tug McGraw, uh, very important in your life. Can you you know speak a little bit about Tug and, and, and your relationship and what he meant you know, on and off the field? Yeah, no problem. I'd be happy to. Tug McGraw was, was somebody, and he wasn't the guy that cut the greenies from. I may have yeah. but... Uh, uh, but Tug McGraw uh, was was always there for me from the time I was uh, trying to make the, the Phillies, which I did in uh, in 1977. I made the team, and, and Tug was kind of the first one that razzed me as a, a veteran player, telling me that he was don't don't think about taking his job, you know, and, and the goofball that he was. And then uh, I told uh, some funny stories in the book about you know what he did, but. Uh, in the end, after my career was over, when when I was in real big trouble, you know, on the verge probably of, of being incarcerated and, and uh, penniless, uh, Tug, when he was having some of his own personal problems, uh, you know, sent me uh, money for a, a plane ticket and, and put me up in his house. And through him and Larry Christensen, uh, uh, ended up uh, actually getting me the, my, my first construction job. That's where it all Uh, pretty much uh, gave me a, you know, he guided me 
uh, he was there to show me how to, to, to love the, the game in the big leagues when you had ups and downs and, and showed me how, how the game is fun. Where uh, so many times, you know, you look at the game, you, uh, you, you start as a kid, start to look at the game as a job, which is, that's, that's the worst thing that could happen. But Tug showed me how much fun it was. And then after I retired and got myself in real big trouble with the drugs and alcohol, uh, it, uh, when I was at my worst stage, Tug, uh, Tug was there uh, uh, for the save. As, as yeah. We can say. Yeah. Just add another one too. Is is impressive. Uh, total. Uh, you know, rest his soul. Uh, uh, and it was nice in reading that that you you know you had someone like that sort of a a, a mentor, a, a very good friend that can can could come to your aid uh, when you needed it the most. And you know, uh, to I, I I definitely you know wanted to make a point to to have you you know. Talk a little bit about uh, Tug Demand, and uh, uh, so thank you uh, for that. Well, thank you for asking, John. I mean, what he did for me was was, was the only word can describe it: is selfless. Yeah, selfless. Yep. All right, let's get a little bit. You know, let's talk about uh, your, your career. You know, I, I, I people who listen to the show or have even just heard this episode of. Uh, gathered i'm a mets fan you you really uh did a, a a doozy against my mets you were eight and three with a 3.64 era uh lifetime uh, uh I, i'll call you a met killer you know did very well against them what toughest hitter i know you probably get asked some of these questions probably multiple times and maybe you've answered them multiple times who in your mind who was the toughest hitter you've ever had to to pitch against uh, let me think about that. And while we're thinking about that, I, what, when you said the Mets killer and Tug being uh, Tug McGraw being a uh, you know coming from the Mets, yeah, and, uh, you got to believe and all that. Yeah, uh, I tell the story in the book where uh, when I was called up at the end of the season, uh, we played the New York Mets, and I remember it was let's see, it was Ed Cranepool and oh shoot, it was a, a rusty stop. Yeah. And, uh, there was one other hitter that I played against. But I remember Ed, uh, Tug was in the Phillies dugout. Uh, he was as close to in the dugout as he could get to home play so he could ra- harass uh, his old teammates. And <laughs> I remember uh, uh, he called him Cranny at Cranepool, who was, uh, was up starting to get me, uh, hit against me, and him uh, being left handed hitter, and me being a, a hard drawn uh, left handed pitcher that. Cranepool didn't know, and I remember Tug yelling at him, and I went, I didn't know Tug. I mean, you know, what, what the heck is he doing? He's saying, Craney, Craney, and he's motioning to him, you know, that, uh, you know, watch your chin. And then I could see hear Tug yelling at him, he's wild, he's wild, don't you know? And Cranepool was the first one. It, it, he, threw, he stood there, and it was, was, we call it good morning, good afternoon, good night, strike one, strike two, strike yeah. three. Got in his head. I didn't know where it was going, and I was going to end up killing him.
So the the and I love that story and I, I, apparently Tug got in their heads. You you needed them there every inning. You, you would have been you know, getting in everyone's heads. Yeah. But the the toughest in your in your opinion the toughest hitter you had to to pitch oh, against. Well, you know what uh, I got was the one that there was a lot of tough hitters. I mean, it, it, I used to tell stories about they say, well, you know, was it tough to to pitch against this team or that team and. I don't know how it is now because I know, I know that the, the players are more into hitting the home runs. They swing lighter bats. They try to lift the ball. But, you know, we, when, when I was playing, uh, I would say, well, how would you like to do this if you were a pitcher? Let's see. Let's, let's go into uh, Pittsburgh and, and let's face the Pittsburgh Pirates with Willie Stark or Dave Park or, you know, Rennie Stinnett, uh, yep. you, you know. Uh, all these guys, uh, Al Oliver, all these guys. And when they get that pounding on you, then you can go into uh, Los Angeles with Dusty Baker and, and, and Garvey and Lowe's and Say and all those guys. And then when they get that pounding on you, you go into Cincinnati. And I finished up in Cincinnati you know, with Johnny Bench and George Foster and, and, yeah. and uh, uh, Concepcion and yeah. all these guys. But, you know, I, when I pitched against P.A. Rose, I remember. When Jim Longmore, who won the Cy Young with the Boston Red Sox, he was on the Phillies team, and what a great human being he was. And I was, his name, everybody called him Lonnie. And I said, well, Lonnie, you know, how in the heck do you get Pete Rose out? He goes, Randy, I had the same problem, you know, because, you know, he would try, I would try to throw the ball away from him, and he would just take it like it, like the, the baseball was a a tennis ball and he had a badminton racket in his hand he would just serve it you know he would serve it wherever he wanted you know just sit there and wait for it to get on top of him and he, he didn't try to over swing or anything he just would serve it he goes randy he just served it everywhere he said just throw this thing right down the middle and you <laughs> hit the hell out of it and it, right at somebody yeah. And uh, so uh, I would say Pete Rose was uh, because it just you couldn't strike him out. He didn't yeah. swing his best pitches. He just, you know, wherever you pitched it, he hit it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. When you saying Pete Rose, that that was someone I thought you might, you know, mention uh, if you mentioned more than him or one or more than one so uh you know and you know and watching him even as a as a younger baseball fan it like you said he just hit it where it was pitched he didn't really other other players would probably get frustrated they didn't get the pitch or the zone they're looking for he he just kind of went up there sort of open-minded and said i could pretty much hit it wherever you want to put it long as it's a strike yeah you could And, and, 
he wasn't somebody that was real quick, um, you know, to get back to his that way, but he would just sit there and, and I don't know if some of the, the, the people can, uh, the, the days of daily newspapers and stuff, but, you know, every day the top 10 hitters in the sports section, or the top 10 hitters, the top 10 pitchers, ERA, was in the sports section every day, and on Sundays, they had the big Sunday paper, and you had all, everybody's stats, uh, the pitching, the hitting, and all that stuff. And, yeah. And I, I got in Pete's kitchen, and he said, let me tell you something, Brooke, son. <laughs> he says, the difference between you and I is, I get to look up and see what my batting average is every day, because, you know, he was always in the top ten. And yeah. He goes, but you, you got to wait till Sunday to look yours up. I mean, I was never in the top ten. <laughs> that was kind of cute. And yeah. How do you argue with that? You just put your head down and go back to your locker, or wish you'd never started that with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, one of the greatest hitters, you know, probably ever to play the game. And very, you know, anyone that you hear stories about him, I think that illustrates it right there. Uh, ultra competitive uh, in his own right. Even in just a joking situation, he kind of, you know, uh, threw a zinger back at you. So that's yeah, a. I, yeah, you, I, I've got the hitting thing, man. Uh, you know, I mean, I get to play with him and pitch against him. Uh, so that's, that was a great honor. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I appreciate you sharing uh, some of those personal stories. Yeah, now, you were quite a hitter. You know, we're talking about Pete Rose. You were quite a hitter in your own right. You, you know, you, you you hit some home runs, including uh, some big ones. And you spoke about it in the book, the book that you really, really wanted to, to hit more, be a, a position player. If that, if that would have happened, you know, I, I know it's a weird question, but who would you compare yourself to if you could have focused just on being an everyday hitter? And, and what kind of numbers do you think maybe you were capable of, of putting up? I, 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 was, I don't want to be shy here. Uh, I, was a, I was a great hitter. Yeah. Uh, I, it's funny, I, I just was in, in, inducted into the Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame in, uh, in mm-hmm. January uh, last year, and Dusty Baker was my, uh, and he said, if Dusty Baker, here's another cute little story. That, uh, this was before Dusty made, uh, was announced manager of the Astros and after the, uh, the cheating scandal and all that. And I asked Dusty Baker, we had, uh, he's from Sacramento and, and we played on the Giants together. He would be my presenter of my uh, Hall of Fame uh, award. And God bless him, he, you know, it was my honor for him to do it for me, but when he was talking about me, he said that, uh, he goes, he talked about my pitching a little bit. He goes, Randy Lurch could hit. I yeah. mean, he could hit. <laughs> and then and he, he says, and he knew he, would, he could hit. And then he would tell you that he could hit. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, I'm telling you that I, I could really hit. And when I was drafted uh, out of high school uh, by the Phillies, uh, I was actually, I was a high school All-American hitter, yeah. and I was all everything, and, and a really, really good hitter, and, and uh, I was disappointed for, for not being drafted as a hitter, because it was my love, you yeah. know, I, 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 I was a pretty good athlete, and, and but what really was hard was, I had no idea, when I, when, when uh, as you and I were talking, when I was, uh, uh, and I reported to Auburn, New York, right next to Syracuse. I, yeah. uh, I reported, and, and 
know, I, was, I don't know which game, but I was a starting pitcher, and, and they said, well, I saw I started my first game, and, and then I came uh, came back the next day, and I said, coach, I says, okay, what position am I playing today? <laughs> he said, the bench. I go, what do you mean the bench? I go, I can hit, man. You know, I, I, I can yeah. play every day. He goes, pitchers don't play every day. Pitchers, starting pitchers play every five days, and relievers uh, play when we put you in the game. And uh, I, you asked what kind of a hitter I would, you know, I, I would have been, um, you know, a tremendous home run hitter, you know, but I was, I would have been like a, a Vaughn Hayes, probably, yeah. left-handed hitter, that yeah. could run, and, and uh, you know, the, had some pop too. So kind of a line drive hitter, he could ball out of the ballpark. I was, I was you know, kind of like a Vaughn Hayes. Yeah, I remember him. He was a great hitter. So yes, well, you know, you but you, you like you said, you still did. You know, when you got your opportunities, you still you still did some damage uh, on that side of the field too. And uh, you know, it just uh, I guess when you throw ninety five, ninety seven, you sort of you, you almost have to pitch, or they 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 really lock you in uh, to that side of the the field. And uh, yeah, Yeah. You know, they, teams are always looking for left handers, but uh, I had, uh, uh, you know, so when I was traded from uh, uh, from the Phillies to the Brewers, you know, going from the uh, National League to the American, he just killed me. You know, the pitchers don't hit. Yeah. But uh, what, what happened was, is I was traded for uh, a guy that I had a higher uh, lifetime bat average than, <laughs> than he did, and, and the papers say a Detroit, and, uh, and, and so my point is, you 
is I, I got to take batting practice uh, in some of the, the greatest old stadiums that baseball ever knew. I, that was a blessing. But after halfway through the season, I quit because it was just I, I, Buck didn't use me as a pinch hitter, and I was just making my teammates too upset with me. <laughs> you're so, make, you're showing them up a little bit. <laughs> That's a great story, too. We're going to step away for a quick break, but more great stories from Randy Lurch when we return. We are back with former Major League pitcher Randy Lurch. So I, I know, what, like you said, with, with the pandemic, with travel, not a lot, a ton of travel going on. Do you, do you keep in touch with or see any of your former uh, teammates or even people you played against? Do you keep in uh, a contact with, with anybody? I don't too much. I, I, when, when I went through this, this situation with my, my, my alcoholism and, and the cirrhosis, I was, I literally, I've gone from 220 pounds to 170. Yeah. And uh, I think I was going to live. So I went through many, many years of just really struggling. And uh, once yeah. I started getting healthy again and, and, uh, started and, and then get uh, once I wrote the book the uh, I, I have I, I've talked to more people uh, more ex-players uh, teammates than, than I ever have especially because when I was before I lost my train of thought when I was talking about uh, promoting the book I uh, the one way we promoted it was I promoted it and Hal Lurch did through Facebook and so Promoted through Facebook, and I made it a point that anybody that read the book, or even if they wanted to talk to me, that uh, that, that I would uh, write back on Messenger. And people just so uh, they know that, uh, that the audience or whoever you happen to talk to afterwards, John, uh, you can get a hold of me on Facebook Messenger. And I'll yeah. be happy to talk to you. I think over uh, two thousand six hundred uh, friends that have asked for friends. Yep. And uh, I respect every single one of them. And I also, a lot of people are struggling with addiction. Yep. Uh, sometimes I'll spend a half a day uh, talking to someone that's scuffling and stay in contact with them. I'm no, I'm, I'm no expert, except that maybe I'm the best expert at all because I've lived it. Yeah. And yeah, about, about players, I've talked, I, I have been in touch with players that I had never thought I would. Uh, you say a new, uh, an old Mets fan. I played with Pat Zachary, yeah. uh, an old Mets, a great man and, and a great pitcher, and, and he was in the senior professional league after we retired, and, and uh, he was my teammate. I'm, I'm talking to Pat Zachary and, and uh, some of the other guys. I even, uh, a guy that was on the, the old Auburn Phillies my, when I was 18 years old, Herman Hayhill out of Puerto Rico. My goodness gracious, he even friended me. So yeah. uh, I've been for so many years, and now I've, 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 I mean, Bill Gullickson, and people that have read the book, they're having their family members read it. Yeah. This book has just been, this book has changed my life for such a positive way, John. Yeah, no, and I and and not just you know, and that's great, but I think it's gonna, and I think it probably has, and it will in, in the future impact others that can read it or even if someone reads it and then can you know outreach and help someone else after reading the book indirectly so uh you know you know there's a saying i i I'm, i don't remember the exact words but the in you know the greatest impact you can have is on on somebody else and um 
You know, I think this book uh, is going to do that. I think even though, you know, your post-playing career, you're still having an impact in people's lives and, and quite frankly, on a greater scale. I mean, you you may be saving someone's life. You know, that win or strikeout didn't necessarily save anyone's life, but your message might be the life-saving one. And so your, you know, your post-baseball career is, is going to be just as... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Significant and more significant than anything you've done on the field. And there's a lot of players, let's be honest, Randy, that can't say the same thing, and, and but you can. And uh, So kudos to you. You know, for writing it, for being honest, putting it out there. You, you know, like you said, you you didn't leave anything the chance. You didn't want to. You know, you wanted to get your message out there, the the whole truth. And uh, I think by doing that, the impact on on other people is, is going to be uh, tremendous and positive. And, and like I said, it, you know, if you if if you make a difference in one person who's struggling with any form of addiction that that's worth it it's worth it and and it's going to be more than one person it probably has been more than one person and will be so uh god bless you you know kudos for for doing that and you know making a difference oh thank you so much it's you're exactly right john it's uh it has been above and beyond uh you know i, I it's hard to believe that it, you know because i had gone through so much before this book and and uh if people Yeah. And I want to be able to, uh, you know, a combination of the great baseball stories and, and what God's grace can do for you. And by me just getting out, I've, I've started doing, uh, you know, speaking at, uh, appearances and stuff like that and explaining, uh, you know, what I went through and, and how much, uh, you know, again, God's grace can do for you and, and how you should stay away from this. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's definitely been uh, above and beyond. Not only that, I'm, I'm still, I'm still walking, buddy. Yeah, that's hey, that's that's where it has to start. So uh, 
You know, again, kudos to you, Randy. A lot of, you know, you can say what you want, and I'm sure people say, well, he I can blame himself. But regardless, irregardless of all that, you come out of that, you know, and not give up. And, and be an example for others to not give up, to not throw in the towel and, and keep fighting through it or, or ask for help. You know, that's the other thing that I, I took uh, from the book, Randy's, hey, don't be afraid to ask for help. When when you feel like you, you have no other option, reach out to someone. That may be the difference. And uh, so that's a, a, another takeaway that someone who reads the book can, can, can point to. Like, there's no shame to ask. Hey, I, I need some help. What can you know? Give me a hand here, and 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 I, I think that's very important, you know, in those times. You know, you're right, John. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol. Yep. I mean, we all have we all, all have our crosses to bear, and, and you know what? Uh, we all need each other, and for people to go out there, whatever it is, and they need help and, and or help others. Yeah. And of course, it's a horrible time we're going through right now. I mean, this this doesn't change this this world. Uh, nothing will. And you know, just uh, to get out there and and to, to put it out there. And God's grace is good, buddy. Yeah. Nope. I I uh, echo that sentiment. So so Randy, like you said, you're you're very reachable. People can 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 reach out to you talk to you i'm gonna give you the final word here any any anything you want to give out how people can find out about the book reach you uh, all that stuff so the floor is yours oh thanks my friend uh, i really enjoy it and still the, the people that collect the old cards and stuff i uh, as i was telling you i, I probably on average i get one uh, letter a day yeah uh, even after now the game for what, 35 years or whatever it is, and I love getting the letters. I can always tell if it's a, nothing against the millennials, but the old timers <laughs> are the ones that will sit down and write a letter, and I just yeah. love that. And sometimes the guys will, uh, the, the collectors will send an extra card and say this card's for you, and I was telling you, I, I keep those cards and I give them to the underprivileged kids that don't have cards and stuff, and and uh, I just I just enjoy uh you know, the, getting getting that stuff from the guys, and you can get a hold of me. Uh, I mean, please don't get crazy and send me a hundred cards or something. <laughs> but if someone, John, you, you'll have this. But it's three four five zero Palmer P A L M as in Matt. Uh, so P A L M E R Drive. Uh, that's Suite four dash one ninety six Cameron Park. C-A-M-E-R-O-N Park, as in park is in the, the park, yep. <laughs> California, 95682. And, and also with, with the book, uh, we have it in Kindle version. Uh, it's, it's also, uh, you can, it's available in, uh, on Amazon and, and Kindle. Uh, just go, you can, you can just, uh, you know, a lot of times you can look up author Randy Lurch. A lot of times if, if you, if you Google author Randy Lurch, man, there's some tons of articles and all kinds of fun stuff on there. And, and, uh, you can also go to Amazon. If, uh, just like you, John, if you, if anyone out there reads the book and enjoy it, please, uh, please yeah. give a review. It's yeah. to be able to get the word out there. So, so, uh, Again, Amazon and and, uh, and just send Randy Lurch at the uh, the Cameron Park location. I'd be happy to get the stuff out to everyone. 
That's awesome, man. It just it, it to me that just shows you know the person you are, Randy. That you're you're willing to do that and help people. Just uh, the measure of a man, and uh, just tremendous. No, thank you so much, and and, and just thank you to everyone out there for listening today to me. Oh no. There's more. There's more of them in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, as someone who read the book, it's a great book. Like you, like you said, there's ba- there's plenty of baseball uh, in there as well for the baseball purist. And uh, I'll post links on on all my social media for you uh, as well, Randy. Get the word out there. That sounds great. We really enjoyed talking with everyone. Talking with you, John. Great job. It was an honor and privilege. Thank you, Randy. God bless you. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Let me tell you about Iron Sports Cards and Collectibles. They are your number one source for all your PSA grading submission needs. They are constantly submitting, so they are always at the ready when you're ready. They offer various turnaround levels at the lowest prices around. Cards are insured to and from PSA at no additional cost to you. And they even provide the card savers your precious cards need to be put in uh, before being sent to PSA. They take care of that for you. And because of their elite status at PSA, they have some of the best turnaround times around. They even have group chats for each submission, so you know exactly where your status is on your cards. They have open dialogue and open communication. What are you waiting for? Contact Rob on Facebook on Iron Sports Card Group. That's Iron Sports Card Group on Facebook. Or get a hold of Rob on Twitter, at Iron Sports Cards, all one word, at Iron Sports Cards. They'll take care of you. Welcome to another edition of the Rookie Roller Coaster. We got two uh, cards for you again this week: basketball and a hockey card. Uh, for basketball, we got Ja Morant Prism Rookie, just the base, and the 2015-16 Connor McDavid Upper Deck Young Guns uh, Classic Young Guns. There, one I'd like to own that somehow uh, I don't, so that's on my bucket list, if you will. Uh, but both of these cards have shown some slight movement from uh, the beginning of the year. Let's start with Jaws, Prism Rookie. Uh, currently, his Raws go for about 50 bucks. His PSA 10s uh, bring in 340 In January, the Raws were $35, so $15 less, and the PSA 10s were at $200. Uh, so now uh, they're $140 more for graded 10 uh, versions, uh, which is, uh, I don't want to say surprising, but considering uh, that they're not on the court playing, that's a pretty uh, good percentage jump. What do I attribute it to? I think people are sold that he's the real deal in the um, uh, 
with the sample size they got, which I which I agree. And there's many who are in the camp that John Morant's going to be better than Zion Williamson. Now, they're different type of players, obviously. Uh, a lot of that was being said when Ja was sidelined with injury. Uh, that quieted down a little bit when Ja returned and, and was playing re- real well. But I think they're both, I think they're both uh, incredible talents. I think the NBA, if this is the future of the NBA, these two guys, uh, they're in good hands. So I think, uh, you know, with Ja or with Zion, uh, as long as Zion, you know, it's the old adage, stays healthy, which you could say about any player, quite frankly. But, uh, you know, Ja's a, a definitely a, a, a guy... You know, if you want to use the term invest, uh, you know, put some away, I would say. So, yeah, I think Jaws is a safe bet, especially this early in his career. Uh, Barring an injury or total collapse, uh, uh, his stuff's going to go up, especially once basketball returns and he gets to showcase his, his skill set. So uh, Jaws a buy uh, to me even now with uh, a little rise since January. Now let's switch over to the ice. Connor McDavid 2015-16 upper deck young guns. Uh, let's start in January. In January they were selling raw for about 200 and in graded 10 form for about $590 on average. So uh, 200 raw, 590, 10, which you know translates to me. I didn't do it, but hey, if you could buy a few raw ones, uh, nice at 200, it's definitely a, a flip opportunity there if that's your thing. Uh, currently, uh, they've went up about a hundred dollars. Currently, the market's bearing about three hundred dollars for raw uh, McDavid Young Guns, and in graded 10 form, uh, average median sale price. 550. So that this is kind of odd. The the average graded 10 price went down by $40. The raw price went up by about 100. I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe just the fact that people want to take a, a chance, spend a little bit less, get it in unslab form, uh, you know. And again, with all these return policies, it's very easy to you buy something like that and you don't like it. You can always uh, dispute the, the transaction or request a re- refund or return. So uh, raws are up by 100 and tens are down by $40. I think the 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 lack of uh, on-ice play, obviously, with, with COVID-19 has hurt the price uh, for the, the ten, graded 10. Uh, McDavid's, but again, like anything else, once they get back to playing again, this is another card that I think long term uh, is going to be uh, very good to have. I think I, I hate to, to use this comparison because he's the greatest probably hockey player ever, but you know McDavid probably is our modern day closest thing to Gretzky. Uh, that we we've seen in, in a long time. So uh, when it comes to young gun Connor McDavid, uh, like Jim Cramer would say, bye bye bye.
One of One Card Shop offers a tremendous breaking experience, great customer service, and they're constantly pulling fire. Steve and his family take care of you like one of their own and treat you right. Anyone can break, but no one treats you like one of one. Come check them out on Instagram at one underscore of underscore one underscore card underscore shop. For all the hot breaks, get a gold mailer headed your way. You seem like an astute man. Thank you, Mr. Walken. Maybe you can help explain something to me. Well, I'll give it my best shot. All right, so this week's question comes from the Flick Chat uh, board, uh, the Flick Chat app, I should say. By the way, if you are if you have the Flick Chat app or you're going to get it, make sure you follow Sports Card Nation. Uh, look for us in there. And this question comes from uh, that platform and that format. And uh, a user named Carlos asked me my opinion. Uh, out of the, uh, other than the four major sports, what is the best other collectible card? In other words, and he mentioned wrestling, soccer, UFC, and and something else that uh, I don't have in front of me at the moment. So he mentioned like four other uh, non-mainstream sports, if you will. Although some will argue the one that I picked. Uh, is mainstream but so he asked me which one of those is the the best to to buy and open uh and and maybe come out okay and do all right uh and on on the secondary market if you will so i'm gonna be honest which i'm gonna give you my answer i think it's correct but at the same time i don't know much about this sport and i know some of some of the stuff really goes for decent amount of monies i know there's some premium you know prism products of it i think it's soccer and i'm you know while i'm not a fan i know some of the soccer on the secondary market uh does very well i know the you know you got your big stars you know ronaldo's and those guys and then i guess the current flavor of the month if you will is Mbappe. I, I think that's how you say his name. I don't even know. So a lot of these guys have like just one name, like they're Madonna. Hey now. But while I don't know enough to go into individual stuff or products or buy this over that, uh, which I, I can't tell you, I do know soccer uh, does pretty well just from my my carousing on eBay and other platforms and buying uh, the mainstream sports. And so I've never really been a soccer guy. And, you know, I do a lot of reselling, uh, you know, with my Newman Sports Card side of things. And it's, if I have a flaw, if you know, self uh, self confession here, there's a lot of times I probably could buy something and just resell it and make a profit, and I I don't or ignore it just because I don't have an interest or I don't know anything about it, uh, and uh, you know, not necessarily good. It probably should just anytime you can. Kind of fund yourself with a with a reason. You should put your personal feelings aside and just do that. And I I don't. I to me when I deal in something or sell something or, or work out a trade with with, with a product or, or cards, uh, it's got to be something I have an interest in. I'm not. I, I I know I could buy soccer and probably flip it, and I probably should you know, in certain situations. But I just I I, I just feel like I don't know. 
I, I, again, it's a character flaw. I'm not even, you know, I should do it. I just don't. I, I just like dealing in stuff uh, I have knowledge in, a background in, and, and soccer uh, is not my forte, as they say. What I will say this, I do know uh, it's doing fairly well. Uh, many would argue it might be doing better than even uh, hockey or football. I, I don't, I, I don't agree. But it, 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 to me, it's the fifth one, if, if you will. If you know, it's, you know, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and and probably soccer uh, is next on that list. So uh, if you like soccer, or if you have an interest, or you want to put in the, the work and research, uh, I think that's the the next on the list, if you will, which is what Carlos. Uh, is is asking me. You won't be competing against me. I don't know much about it, and I just kind of uh, I don't get off on that exit. So, alrighty then. We love our listeners. Without you, there is no us. We care about your opinions and feedback, and invite you to reach out to us on any of our social media accounts on Instagram at. Sports Card Nation Podcast. Twitter at SportsCard NATI1. Or email the show at SportsCardNationPC at gmail.com. We don't ask for much, but if you really like the show, give us a shout out. Tell your friends or give us a follow on our social medias. If you enjoy the show, please give us a positive review on iTunes or any of the platforms you are listening on. Thank you. All right, folks, that does it for another episode of SCN. Again, I want to thank my guest, Randy Lurch. What a great interview, uh, sharing some of those uh, behind-the-scenes baseball stories. Uh, he's an example, folks, of perseverance. No matter how far those chips are down, you know, whatever you believe in, uh, find some inner strength. Uh, ask for help. Uh, you know, that's another thing I learned from, from Randy and reading the, his book is don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. It may be, you know, your, your last resort, but it, it may be a, a, a huge difference maker. And, and now, you know, he's he's a survivor and he's clean and sober. And now he's helping other people. And if, if you fit that bill, you know, pay it forward, help others. Even if you don't fit that bill, uh, help, help your fellow man, especially with what's going on currently with the pandemic. I know we're supposed to social distance, and, and you should do that. I'm not telling you to go against that, but, you know, help somebody. If you have a neighbor, maybe an elderly person, you want to leave a meal at their doorstep, ring their bell uh, so they can they can have something to eat, or just check on them a phone call. I said this a couple of episodes back. Reach out and just call somebody that maybe you haven't talked to in a while, see how they're doing. That phone call uh, might brighten up their whole day and their whole outlook. Uh, on things you know sometimes with, with things like this people get depressed you know and, and their thoughts aren't great and that phone call that that wellness check might be the difference in, in somebody's uh, life and so don't 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 take that for granted don't don't belittle it too much uh, be a difference maker uh, in, in someone's life including your own family so again I hope everyone's doing okay as we move forward and hopefully we're getting closer to the end of this thing uh, than than not, and uh, we can get some some normalcy back. Uh, although I have a feeling, you know, we're going to have sort of a new normal even after this pandemic has has come and gone. I, I think 
some things are going to be permanently different. But we'll see. We'll see where the chips fall. Keep going. Keep pushing forward. You know, if you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, and if you're listening, uh, you might, give us a positive review on, on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to. We appreciate it. Costs nothing to do that. You know, we appreciate it. Goes a long way. It kind of gets the word out there. Lets others know, hey, this show's pretty good. I know we got uh, I don't. I don't check it every day. Last time I knew, we got, I believe, somewhere around eighty uh, uh, reviews on on Apple Podcasts and a four point seven uh, out of five rating. But uh, you know, if, if you like the show, take take a few minutes and uh, uh, give us a, a review, and uh, we appreciate it. So, uh, again, uh, thank you. Uh, be well. We'll see you here next week with Rob Bertrand from Go GTS Live. You've been listening to the Sports Card Nation podcast. Join host John Newman next week as he gives you another jam-packed episode of all things related to the sports card hobby. And a little extra fun, too. Don't forget to check out the show on Instagram at Sports Card Nation Podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.